0: Mx network
1: production
2: what's up guys it's Alex Gray and you're listening to the Pulpmex wrap up show that's all we need is more fake news Pulpmex bullshit it's quality not quantity alright man
3: Welcome to the Pulp Wrap-Up Show. This is Darkseid from the Moto X Pod Show. This is the number one wrap-up show in the moto industry, where each week, myself and a couple guests wrap up and discuss the good, the bad, and the janky in that week's Pulp Show. But before we get started, I want to thank all the sponsors who've come on board guts racing michelin bicycle tires seal savers and motorsport.com i appreciate all the help and support from those great companies so please use them and support them also feel free to reach out with questions comments or critiques by emailing me darkside at dot all right let's wrap this thing up it's you would great.
4: think it would be more appropriate to have a jason thomas jersey under the stewart jersey yeah, right? yeah that's a good yeah. point I can't even wipe my own ass i didn't want to scooch a uh, boom bottle
5: people that's, hate me a ray, that's
4: practice
6: track, just in the way. I'm in the way, but I'm fully torqued, and you, he probably seen every single
5: one of my number plates. Uh, am I going to see you at Sagandi's next again? Or no?
0: See me where? Like Sagandi's balls. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Damn it. It, it already starts. It already starts. Oh, no. it, it already starts. All I love right.
6: it. I'm no pussy. You pussy. <laughs> <laughs> pussy always cheers you up. Just go smash some pussy.
0: No, you said drown yourself in vagina. Hey man, lick my balls.
1: (laughs) Oh, what a banger. Did I grab a handful? Yeah,
3: I can wipe my own ass So a screwed Yeah, I mean So what? Who cares? I was fucking pissed
5: <laughs> I crashed my fucking brains out that day <laughs> Like, fuck me, man It's a law of sketchiness If I did that, I'd fall over
2: Falling
6: over is not in your vocabulary? Well, no, that's in my vocabulary.
3: Okay. a you got a vlog? Uh, every now and then I do you Well, BB fucking hates it, man You were from Canada And no one cared about you Do not come to me for any advice On any of that stuff Hart <laughs> <laughs> Raff, Dude, he'll always say Like, oh, step in the ra- right direction
1: i'm like man that's a lot of steps in the right direction by now you're just doing fucking circles <laughs>
0: he's like you suck tubby no thanks to nick romano he, he can fuck off <laughs> we're just
4: like fuck you bro just retire Chiz, you're processing all that during the moto and a ray you're typically oh, yeah. thinking where did that exhaust fall off
0: great titties like, i don't hey know. honey listen yeah. i'm gonna stuff you Chiz, yes. check out my wife's tit what's the weirdest animal you stuffed
4: hey ray What's the weirdest animal use stuff? I would have come back into pits, but my friends got me all drunk up there. I'm allergic to that stuff. It makes me break out in handcuffs.
0: DM me a photo of your wife. <laughs>
4: Hell, you're old as shit. I feel like yeah. I've
6: progressed a little bit, and I've gotten a little bit less yeah. sketchy. I need a
0: guy, you know, I need someone to bounce things off of. Uh, I'm a hard enduro guy. Dude, all enduros are hard. Go ahead. I Just finish. because Ponypod is doing a good job with the wrap-up show. Well, another week, another Pulp Mix
3: wrap-up show. But I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to hearing what this week's guests have to say. So let's just get right into introducing them. Uh, I've got another first-time co-host online. He was in studio for show 468. He's brought to you by Guts Racing. He's from Firepower, Batteries, and Chains. The one and only Kirk Alvarez. What up, brother?
7: Uh, Not much, man. Happy to be here. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying doing all these podcast man this is kind of a, a new experience for me and I'm, I'm having fun with it so i'm glad you invited me and glad we finally got connected
3: yeah man we've been trying to do this a, a couple of times since you were in studio and you, you're busy guy obviously so uh we finally made it happen so i'm excited uh also on the line and back again brought to you by Seal savers from wps fly racing triple j what up justin
1: and firepower, dark side. Don't forget, I'm from firepower too. That's right. Oh, I, I, I ride oh, Justin for
3: that. It's all, all all part of the WPS family. <laughs>
1: no, everything's good. Everything's good, dark side. I'm recovering from Corona. I oh, shit. Just missed our uh, missed our national sales meeting, so I'm really bummed on that. But dude, I would have went in your place, crazy. man. I would have went in your place. We could have made you Justin Jennings. I think you, I think everybody would have known the pony would have been good to go.
3: I could have tucked it up in a in a fly hat
1: yeah i think so too you've been fine
3: yeah i want to go up there sometime i don't know that i want to sit through all the um the i don't know what you guys call them all you know every pretty much every what is it
7: breakout breakdown or rotation yeah yeah so everybody that
3: that uh supplies through wps like michelin uh Cherby's. everybody everybody comes in right experiment goggles and they do like a 15 20 minute little uh, yep. talk up of their products and you guys learn about all the new stuff. And then you so that way, when you go out to your dealerships, you know what to tell them, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah, I'd it's, want to it's sit a, that. It's a, week long, it's a week long event and it's just multiple vendors, yeah. multiple rotations. Um, but it's a good refresher because not a lot of us reps get to see each other throughout the year. So it's a good time for all of us to kind of get the reboot and and reset everything so it's, yeah.
7: it's
3: pretty cool seems like a, a, a like a, you know it's a lot of work, but it's a pretty cool hang to having you know Brian Fullerton from a Cherubies. and I'm sure I don't know if RT came up and uh yeah Craig Martin from down here in Dallas and I'm sure uh Skippy was up there, so yeah mm-hmm. I bet it was a lot of fun but anyway we're uh, we're here to talk about this week's uh Pulp show. Obviously, I'm Darkseid from the Moto X Pod show, and I'm brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires tonight. But this week, it's episode 475 with a couple great co-hosts, Alex Ray and Randy Richardson, both in studio, uh, Kirk. Uh, Randy's always fantastic. Alex is is always fantastic. I I, I think I even mentioned it when I called in that I felt like A-Ray was a little sleepy almost, a little off beat. But all in all, man, I thought it was a really good show. What do you think about the two co-hosts?
7: Um, I I would have to agree. I think you got two guys and I don't know if a Ray was so much as sleepy as you know, it's hard to match Randy's energy. I feel like. Yeah. And, and, uh, he does such a good job and he's so on the spot with, with his timing and his knowledge. Um, but yeah, I I think it was a, it was a killer show all around.
3: Uh, triple J you mentioned that you were watching a little bit of it on YouTube. I don't know if you watched any of it live. I know you're watching some back. Uh, but what'd you think of the show? What'd you think of A Ray and Randy, you know, the interaction? Because, yeah, Randy is always on. And I think at times A Ray was kind of like, just let him go, man. He was just kind of sitting there, you know, listening, enjoying.
1: Yeah, YouTube's good, honestly. Like, it's, it's cool to watch it because we've talked about it in the past about the expressions that Steve makes or Randy or whoever the co hosts are. Yeah. Like, when you mentioned something that um, you had a guest on Levi kitchen on and like he made the facial expression like this fucking guy. And then I think he felt back. He knew it. He knew it was on YouTube. Oh, and then yeah. he had to explain it. And then he had to explain himself because I don't know if you were watching when you were on the phone, but no. he made a facial expression. He made a facial expression when you dropped that. Oh, I had Levi kitchen on last week. <laughs> so yeah. and I think he felt bad after he did it. Cause he's like, Oh shit, I just did that on YouTube.
3: Yeah. He, he even brought <laughs> up like, like he actually thinks that I think, like, he's looking at who I'm having and having on, which is ridiculous. I can't imagine that he actually <laughs> thinks that I, I'm just busting his balls because it happens every so often. And, like, my show being the night after his, I usually I try to look, and if, if I have somebody scheduled that he had on Monday night, I usually will, like, hey, man, let's reschedule because I know that Steve's going to talk about probably anything and more than what I'm going to talk about. So it's just I like to bust his balls every once in a while. Cause he constantly yeah. busts mine. So, you know, it's, it's only fair, but
1: anyway, yeah, it's, go it's, good. it's good. It's good banter. It's like when you go to the track and you hit a triple first before your buddy, like you're going to rub it in his face the whole time. Well, you yeah. know, you're just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to, you're going to talk about it.
3: Exactly. Um. All right. So the calling guests this week were included Kyle Chisholm, my boy, Talon Voland, filthy Phil Nicoletti, and half the star Yamaha team, Levi Kitchen, Nick Romano, Matt LeBlanc, which Levi was scheduled and the other guys called in. Uh, Justin, I thought it was pretty funny that, like, again, half the team called in, but just a couple months ago, Will Hahn couldn't call in.
1: Yeah, it seems like that star crew is is having fun, right? It's it's all these young kids, and you got a couple of veterans like Jeremy Martin and whatnot, but I think this this banter between these kids is going to go on because, like, even on, like, the call, I think it was Romano or something I had to make sure everybody knew he was three seconds faster in the kitchen. <laughs> right. Right. So I think it's one of those things where these guys are going to be having a lot of fun with each other. And I hope in the future Romano or LeBlanc gets on and the kitchen just ruins their show. Like they, they kind of stole his show. Yeah. It'd be yeah. cool to see, if, they see it, if, it, if it goes on for a while.
3: Kurt, do you think those guys had that planned or they were just like listening and like, Oh, let's call in and, and start some shit. Yeah, honestly, I, it didn't sound
7: planned. Right. So if, if it was, they did a good job as far as that goes. But, man, I, I love it. Just like Justin said, that you know, that young group of guys, um, I love to watch. Uh, I have kids, man. So for me, it's different to, to watch young guys come up through the ranks. It's, it's the best part of racing for me. Like Kenny and all those guys are great. They've been around, Eli. Uh, but to watch a, a kid progress is you know, way better in, in my eyes for, for me to watch the sport. So, uh, I I think it's great that they're having fun and they all get along and they're talking crap to each other. I think it's great.
3: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I've talked about a bunch of times, like I've had Ryder D. All right. I'm not, I'm not supposed to keep talking about my show, but I've had Ryder D on a lot. And some of these, I had Carson Mumford on before he went pro and he's friends with Ryder. And then, um, like jet Reynolds, who's coming up friends with Ryder and Carson. And I I know those guys have fun together, and I'm always like, man, I hope when you guys go pro that you stick with that. You can keep that because the guys that are pro now, you know, the Eli's and the guys that are way serious and, you know, Justin Cooper, who you don't get to see their personality so much, It, it sort of takes some of the enjoyment out. And if you see like with these three guys how much fun it was and Jet uh Jet Lawrence right now and you know Hunter the personalities are so make the make everything so much more exciting. Steve usually brings that stuff out. So yeah, I'm with you. I hope it continues. Uh I hope these guys as they get progressed through their pro career continue to have that friendship and goofiness. So but I don't who's got the background noise.
7: Sorry, it's me. I'm going. I'm just getting something to drink. I'm oh, leaving. Oh yeah,
3: no worries, no worries. That's cool. I just didn't. Know, I just want to make sure if I can cut it out. But we're good. Um, good. You're, you're me, all good. Use your phone, bro. <laughs> it's all good, man. No worries, no worries. Uh, but these guys, we you kind of notice like Levi. Maybe he's not super super comfortable with the, the interviews yet. Uh, they're both, they're, they're all pretty young. They probably haven't done a ton of podcast, long form interviews. Uh, but I think it's going to get better. Steve asked Levi about the transition to first-time pro. Found it
0: pretty interesting. So, Levi, for you, like, this is something that I've heard from guys who either come from Europe or whatever, uh, first-time pros like you. Like, dude, it is uh, go out on the track you've ever been on, uh, ride two laps, uh, and then it is green flag, and it is go time.
5: Yeah, I struggled really bad at Unadilla with qualifying, and this last weekend was better. I almost feel like I'll be, you know, I'll get the two lap card in the second moto, and I still feel like I'm learning the track in a sense. Like,
0: yeah. Do you gets behind somebody, like do you get you do you get towed a little bit to be like, hey, I gotta yeah. I gotta get this thing down like yeah. right away. Like, oh look, there goes uh, J Mart or whoever.
6: Yeah, just tuck in behind him and just try just, to stay with him yeah. as long as <laughs> right. you can. Yeah. Right.
0: right.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the position, you know, where I've been finishing isn't really. Well. I mean, yep. Unadill was better, but. Um, I don't know. I'm learning a lot, so I know if I can, uh, you know, get a better start, I think I can run that pace. The the sprint speed at the beginning of the motos is unreal. Even though I haven't even been up there to really see it, I just know it is. Yeah. I feel like recovery is really important. Like that's kind of new, and like the whole, you know, I mean, the traveling's obviously different. As far as the racing goes, I mean, you're you're just riding your dirt bike, but it's a little bit longer. longer Right, right. (laughs) The traveling and uh, yeah, how fast the day goes is, is kind of wild. Probably the biggest shock was. I mean, I literally get my gear off. I got about 20 minutes to chill, and then I got right. to gear up again. Right.
3: Yeah, so, Triple, I like I like what he had to say. You know, he, he kind of was like, yeah, it's really fast. And at some point in that interview, he said, I feel like I can go that fast, basically. So he's pretty confident. But just these young kids, man, it's such a major transition. And I think listening to the Pulp Show and hearing these guys talk about it, it really is very informative to the, to the fans and the, the viewers uh, of what it's really like to make that transition. And I think even Randy mentioned at some point – might have been when Talon was on and we're talking about Max, but like, you know, it used to, when they're at Loretta's just a few weeks ago, it's a 20 minute moto, and then you got like a day or two days before you race again, and now it's 30 plus two, and, you know, you basically got 20 minutes to cool down and get back on the bike.
1: I, I have never understood how these guys do it, honestly. Like, when we, when Connor and I did Washoogle, we actually didn't even get two laps. You, it was green right out of the gate. So it's pretty insane for these guys to learn the tracks as, fa- as fast as they have to. Because um, I know for me as a rider, like it takes me almost a whole session to learn a track and right. get comfortable, but a grand on their level. But still, it's it's still a, a factor, right? Like you got to still try to get comfortable, and, and then you got to go out and fall to the walls and hope that you can put it in a fast lap. And then you do it, and then you're like, dude, I'm 15th. Like, what the hell? Yep. Hell, yeah. well, I'm 12 and it's like i it could almost ruin your confidence so i kind of miss the saturday qualifying like i did back in the day and then now i do over in europe but i also get mx sports is you know reasoning why they do it but yeah i i as a new athlete i would never want to be in that position to to learn the track and uh have all eyes on me and then go out there and try to, to put in my best performance with 10 minutes of the track time
3: yeah it's a lot of pressure but uh kirk he said it's just ride a dirt bike i guess it's that simple
7: yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with Justin on that one. It, it's almost a little bit scary as far as trying to learn a track and then push that hard on in some of these situations. But yeah, I mean, it is, that's what these guys train. That's what they do day in and day out is go in and put in motos and push and push and push. Uh, um, you know, they're in amazing shape watching kitchen, especially at Loretta's um, he comes on so hard at the end of motos was amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I know he can do it and yeah, I guess uh, for me, you know, he's not going to be in that top elite speed. So I would say, you know, latch onto a guy just like Steve said, and if you can't hang with him, latch onto the next one and, and get sections at a time. Um, and then, you know, hopefully halfway through the moto, you've got it. And right, I, right. I don't, I don't even know how to relate to that one. It, it is gnarly.
3: <laughs> exactly. What, one thing, uh, Kirk that I thought was great, right? Steve, he talks shit on these guys. I don't care about these amateurs, right? I don't care. I don't follow amateurs. I don't care until they go pro. Yeah. Little ball busting going on. Well, he kind of, he kind of got it back to him when, uh, Nick, I think it was Nick Romano was like, Hey, am I going to see you next week? Right. Next, am I going to see you sung these? I didn't even understand what he said. It took me a couple. I had to actually ask somebody on YouTube, what the fuck did he say? But he got C really good. And I kind of felt like Steve was, uh, he, he wasn't prepared for that. You know, if you can catch Steve off guard, you
7: better hit him. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it's not going to happen often. So good on him, man, for sure.
3: Yeah, it was good. I mean, Steve was still thinking about it later in the show when he was like, "I'm going to ruin Nick Romano." My whole goal is to ruin. (laughs) Fuck that guy. He 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 didn't forget about it. I thought it was great, man. It's uh, it's really it's cool seeing these kids have some personality, man. So, yeah, agreed. Fantastic. Um. What do you guys think about, uh, also, along with the ball busting and not being timid, I guess, as kids, uh, busting A-Ray's balls a little bit, Triple J? Uh, you said A-Ray was in the way in practice.
1: I think that was one of the things, to go back to what you asked the first question a while ago about A-Ray. Yeah. I think I think even Randy just broke him down. I think they just broke him down started oh. at lunch. They, they started all at lunch, giving him a hard time about the swap moto thing, and I think it just broke him down, and I think he's like, damn it, I got to just sit here for five hours and keep <laughs> taking it. it. Yeah, I don't know A-Ray very well, but it's like, I mean, he's been getting it from, since lunchtime from these guys. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have been just maybe in a weird, funky mood that he's like, damn it, he's like, why did I even come here?
3: You <laughs> might be right. You know, I didn't think about it that way, but A-Ray has been known to take – uh, the Keyboard Warriors Twitter uh, responses pretty personal and get pretty fired up over stuff. So you might be onto to something. Uh, but even Levi Levi was talking about seeing A-Ray crash. Alex, I've seen you crash so hard at Glen Helen one day, dude. Oh,
5: yeah.
6: So, okay, so I was doing sprints with HeartRap, right? Yeah. And... I'm pretty I'm pretty good at Glen Helen. I'm pretty good at Glen Helen. Okay. I'm not trying to toot my own horn out. Okay. Right now, All right. But I was trying to get around him. So, I did a uh, dumbass move and I tried to like cut the track a little bit to go inside of the oh, markers. Oh boy. I was I just hit the inside of it like a fucking berm. And then right as I got back on the track, there's just a mound of fucking rocks. <laughs> and, bro, I smoke the biggest rock and just endo my brains out, like,
3: full dust everywhere. Haraf thought I was dead. It was a whole thing. Kirk, we're going to talk a lot this evening. There's a number of mentions of A-Ray crashing throughout this episode. But then later on, he says, I don't think I'm as sketchy as I used to be, but I-, I don't know, man.
7: Man, I... Um, I- I met A-Ray a few times. I've hung out with him a little bit, right? We we help out. Uh, Firepower helps out the SGB team. So, yeah. um, killer dude. But, man, he gets – I don't know if he just has terrible luck. Like, I hope he doesn't gamble if that's the case because <laughs> blown motors and just, you know, all over the place. Uh, to say he's not as sketchy as he used to be, you know, the whole Jason Anderson incident, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I the guy just – I love that he's, I was thinking about this on the way home. I love that he is living up to the sketchy thing and is doing the merch and he's running with it, right? Everyone's giving him crap and he's all over the place. Run with it, man. Own it. I love it. I think it's great, but
3: yeah, he's embraced um, it finally.
7: Yep. And so I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like it. I don't, know that he's any less sketchy and maybe with the the surgery he just went through he's going to be healthy is he going to go faster is he going to be more sketchy less sketchy more in control questionable
3: yeah <laughs> we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll touch on that when we get to filthy fill that, that conversation um
1: hey I, i'll tell you right i'll tell you right now dude a ray factory yamaha good helen that first i can't remember what moto it was maybe the second moto i thought he was dying like three times
3: oh yeah yeah i forgot about that yeah <laughs>
1: He said he's pretty good at Glen Helen, but dude, that factory Yamaha Glen Helen race was pretty gnarly. Hey, and I was I
3: was praying for him. A-Ray has to have that confidence, man. He's got to, so he's gotta he's gotta keep himself up positive. So it's awesome, man. Uh, hey, my guy's over at Seal Savers, man. They want to protect your fork seals. Uh, seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. Check out their full line of motor products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. And enter code code PULP25 for 25% off at SealSavers.com. Appreciate those guys being a part of the show. Um, All right, after Bud's last Saturday... Dylan Ferrandez's ride was a big discussion on Monday, and Steve said this.
0: Ferrandez needed that. Like, it had been three or four races since he won, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Roxanne had more moto wins, and, and, you know, Roxanne had the Millville first moto that... And look, Ferrandez is going to win the title, and nobody's going to give a shit in in six months, because he'll have the title. He'll have the number one plate. But it's just a Statement. It's just a yeah. statement where I'm like, "Hey guys, like, don't forget about me." You know. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't think
4: Roxon didn't have huge. Well, he had huge, some pretty good momentum going. He still had that. Real uh, Dylan still has a good points lead. So it wasn't that bad for Dylan if he didn't get him. But man, it's huge for him that he did, right?
6: Yeah, because I feel like the last few weeks, maybe Dylan's been in that little bit of like conservative mode. Mm-hmm. But this weekend, he didn't show no. any of that
4: at all. You know, like what? he was going for it. I'm going to help you. To me, he was at times sketchy. Uh,
3: Triple, I, I don't totally agree that he, quote-unquote, needed this. I think Dylan was fine, pers- personally. Uh, I don't think there was any like, oh, no, Kenny's getting away from me on some of these races or any of that. I just, I think, I mean, Dylan said it, like there are certain races he had more than me, but I don't think for a second anything led to him going, I like that. I needed that. Like, I just don't think, I just don't believe that.
1: I think after that first moto, he was pissed. Like, like, second moto, I was like, he's winning. Like, he's going to win second yeah. moto. Was, to see that, to see that, and then see how close he was to Kenny at the end. Like, you put one more lap on that first moto, and I think he would have got Kenny. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, it's one of those things where he's pretty comfortable with his point point, please, but I think a lot of people are still, like, there was a call that called in, and there's kind of the Craig thing. I think Dylan still feels like he needs to prove to people that like, he's one of the guys, you know what I mean? Like he's still trying to build his fan base and still trying to prove to everybody like, Hey, like I, I can be a clean racer. I can do all this and I can be a top guy without just blowing somebody's doors off or killing them or whatever. Right. So I I, I'm with you though. I don't think he needed it. Like his lead right now. Yeah. Pretty good, but he's not, he's pretty comfortable. I think it's more of him just wanting to, to be dominant and to prove a point that I'm not, that he's not just a 250 guy. I think there's, I think he had a chip on his shoulder.
3: I, so. I think you're, yeah, you're right about that. Kirk, again, I'm not saying, I'm not sure that Steve meant it as like uh, mentally Dylan was like frustrated or worried. I don't know exactly how Steve meant it, but I just, like, I just don't think, I don't think he needed it anyway. I don't think that was a, I just don't think that was a proper terminology. What do you think? Do you think maybe, do you think that Dylan was worried about Kenny at all?
7: Um, I, I would have to say not, Uh, I would, I would agree with both of you guys uh, across the board on that one. I don't think Dylan needed that win by any means. I think honestly, I would personally think that he's probably one of the most headstrong guys out there right now, as far as if he takes a loss, if he crashes, he comes back, he puts in the work and he's up front again. Uh, even, even when everyone was hating on him for taking people out the whole nine yards, the guy's head is in the zone. Um, I think he's, got this championship no problem at this point. So yeah, I, I definitely don't think um, that he needed to beat Kenny. Uh, I think that's his goal every week is to be up front and that's where he wants to be. And right now he's doing it.
3: Definitely. Um, all right. So Monday night, Steve offered up a skosh boom bottle, uh, put up a Twitter poll. Who is the better cohost, a Ray or randy richardson and i think randy richardson got something like 67 percent of the votes i don't remember what it ended up being uh so i just want to ask you guys like i don't know if either one of you voted but uh kirk if you had voted or if you did who who was your pick uh,
7: so i was actually thinking about this on the way home as well i would have voted a ray just because there was not a chance in hell he was going to win oh, that oh vote. man <laughs> yeah i like a ray but dude randy's just like the most lovable person his instagram is always off the hook with his yard of the month so and positive all this stuff yeah yeah he's just such a fun fun loving guy as soon as steve said like let's do a poll <laughs> and, and said you know who's the better co-host i'm like A-ray Rand- randy hands down like it just it, so i honestly if i had twitter i would have voted for a ray just to help him out
3: yeah oh that's right i forgot you don't have twitter that's right uh triple j how about you man who uh, who would you have picked
1: I would have went with Randy just because
3: I know Randy. I don't know Alan. All right, all right. I know them both, and yeah, uh, Randy is so positive. Such a like. Randy has reached out. I, I mentioned on the show Monday that A Ray sent me a text last week, just a random positive text. Uh, or A Ray did. Randy does it like regularly. He's checked on me when my chick and I separated. You know, he's he's called. He yeah, he's so positive, but. Yeah, honestly, I guess Randy. I feel like Randy was better Monday night, but normally when A Ray is on his like, if he's in with Cade, I feel like he's. A, I was just
1: thinking that. Yeah, he's
3: a step above really what he was. That. He. That's why I kind of said he seemed off his game. He just didn't seem as on fire, and maybe it was because he was overshadowed by Randy. I don't know, um, but yeah, I guess I'll go with Randy, and I, I want to mention both their clothing lines. It brought got brought up. Sketchy clothing. Teenure Citizen, go go support those guys. Uh shop dot com, I believe. And I don't remember exactly where you get A rays, but I'm sure it's in his Instagram. So go get, go support a- those guys. Uh, a
7: ray.co or something like yes, that. Yes, you are right. A yeah. ray.co. Yeah.
3: Yep, yep. Good job. Um, <laughs> well, with A Ray in studio, he's gonna be a topic. His uh his writing, his crashing, and his training is gonna be in in uh a, 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 a topic of discussion, let's call it. It's typical, typical protocol to bust balls, uh, and they they kind of fucked with them on us fitness a little bit.
0: There'll be a training program at some point.
3: Yes. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Training program is right. uh, in
6: full effect. Right. Uh, Tomorrow. So yes,
0: I posted an Instagram story earlier. Yes, you of, did. We we had a little <laughs> swim in, in the pool here after the, after the mountain bike. I wasn't program, ready
6: for it. Okay. The and, whole and, angle, and so, everything. And was so shit.
0: I posted a little story immediately. I got two DMs from two people. B- that said Randy is in better shape than A Ray. You went and looked at it. You asked me to delete it.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was bad. But, but hold on a second. How old are you? Twenty-eight. Okay. So in his defense, he's only had twenty-eight years to get in shape. I've had fifty-four sort of been enjoying my time off a little bit
0: oh yeah Mishaps. yes cycle trader that's where we're going that's 178 the we got
4: to get back to 178 that's the target buddy once i don't know 178 was a lot of
6: starving i have lacked a little bit in like my eating and everything so it's, it's time to get it's time to get back yeah. it's time to get back i like it I lost a bit of that fire that i had like i li- yeah, i lack you motivation. got
0: success you got a vlog yep. you're on swap yep. you're Everything, on pole yeah you yep. got you got some money yep. coming yep. Like in you were talking about you were getting dirty whores to bang
4: after the summer of rod <laughs> Bell, you know what comes what the fall of a ray <laughs> just because i i
6: i'm lacking the fire doesn't mean i'm not putting in the work whenever i was racing
3: uh all right triple i'm going to go to you first uh the the fact that he asked Steve to take down an Instagram post, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think he should have just ran with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to just, you got to go with it, right? You just got to embrace it. Like he is sketchy. Just got to embrace it. Yeah. Um, own it. Agreed. But, it, but this is that thing. It goes back, right? Like, you take lunch, you take this Instagram video. Like, what, these things are all starting to add up of why A Ray might have not been A Ray on Monday night.
3: Yeah. True. True. Um, okay. So my real, I don't know my, uh, my real though, the real thing I want to talk about from all that audio is I kind of feel like he's not in the, he's obviously not in the same place he was when he was with Millsapsy four before, before he went to factory Yamaha. I don't know that his motivation is strong enough to get back to that weight and that level of fitness. I'm not sure that I trust him to do it. Triple. Uh, he'll
1: do it. Okay. Um, right. I, think I think it's, I think it's one of those things to where he, I think he had, knows he has to right? like his window of riding is not getting any bigger. Like well, there's he, a
3: he few, talked about that. Yeah. Few things that,
1: yeah. There's a few discussions of retirement and, uh, from him and Randy. So, I mean, yeah, they're joking and playing, but at the back of your head, 28 years old, you're on an SGB and your bike can't really make it through all the motos. Like you got to, <laughs> It doesn't get them like they're, they're working their butts off. Right. But that, sure. that window is just getting smaller for him. Like he's going to be in the 80s. He said again, probably for points. Um, so he's going to have a, a, a high double digit again. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he definitely, he has to, like, he has to get back. In shape. I don't think he has a, a, any other decisions or any other, you know what I mean? He's got to be motivated.
3: What about you, Kirk? Cause, yeah, I think he. I, I hope he does. I want him to. I want to see him be more competitive, even than he has been. I want to make sure. I want to see him making all the mains, you know, making uh, all the motos next year. But with just what uh, Triple just said, you know, though his his time's running out. So it wouldn't be that hard just to be like, man, I just get by doing what I'm doing. I got a couple more years left. Why put any more effort in? So, what do you think he does? Man, I
7: I. I really like Alex and I think he's a fan favorite. So for me, it's, I, I hope I'm on board with him. You know, I quote unquote, making a comeback, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I hope he does what he needs to do. Uh, it sounded pretty positive when he was talking about his arms, that, that that's been holding him back a little bit. And so maybe getting that fixed up, he gets back on the bike. He feels good and he he's re-motivated and he and he makes a shot at it. Um, you know, we, we helped the SGB team. So I would, Love for him to do as best as possible, right, and and be up there, you know, top tens and whatnot. Um, that's better for me. So yeah, yeah, uh, true that. You yeah. Know, uh, I'll I'll take whatever I can get in that format. And yeah, I really hope that he makes a better shot at twenty eight. Young man, he he's not an old guy. He's got should have a lot left in the tank, you know. I, so I think he can do it. And and I'm that's where I'm gonna be rooting for him as far as that goes.
3: Me too, me too. He just gotta, he's got to cut out some of the, the burgers, and he'll be all right.
7: Um, yeah, it's hard to do, man. I get it. Coming from a round guy, man, I, I understand.
3: I, I I tell writers all the time that's one of the things. Like, if I had all the talent in the world, I don't believe there's any way I could follow the diet that they have to follow. I like my ice cream. I like my fried food. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some R-jerky right here that I am would like to be eating if it wouldn't make a noise on the show. So, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, no way no yeah. way i could follow the training just couldn't do it
7: i'm with you man it's been a, a bane of my existence i work out four or five times a week and it's just to maintain so i can eat and drink beer man <laughs> yeah, right, I, can't, right. I can't do it either i get it
3: yeah uh well, we're gonna stick with a ray a little bit longer uh the race tech rant uh pulp 21 i believe is the code i hope um steve was giving a ray some shit about a suit i fly him in I pay him a bunch of money, and he immediately wants to do another podcast, Swap mode Live. They went back and forth about whether A-Ray told him or not. Kirk, uh, you know, I guess he's in the car, and Steve's turning up the radio while he's trying to do the show. Again, busting balls, but I'm sure Steve would love that if it was reversed, right? Somebody's he has on, has somebody in the background playing music. But, um, uh, you know, A-Ray didn't know his flight times. He was all mixed up. Uh, he didn't know the schedule. Just... Totally out of sorts. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on this, man, because Steve brought it up when I called in. What do I think about it? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I already know that he does it. I know it's something he does every week. You think it's serious? Yeah. You think it's a big deal? Is it worth a rant?
7: Um, I mean, if you're looking at it from Steve's point of view, it probably is worth a rant. I mean, you know, I don't know if or how much he pays guys to come out there and be on the show. Um, I mean, he didn't pay me to be on the show. I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, like I, I would be maybe a little bit frustrated personally, you know, yeah. he's doing his thing in, in that case. But, um, I, I think it's probably more in all fun for Steve that he was probably screwing with him to be honest. But yeah, I think, uh, I, I if not, I, I can see where he's coming from.
3: I, I talk about this a lot. Triple J when we, I, I'm sure in discussions probably with you on the show before where it's, it's probably like 80%, uh, Show and twenty percent serious. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's probably the same thing as like us. Like you know, we we get a lot of people shit when they come like the super Cross, right for fly hospitality and they wear another brand Ooh, in yeah, our hospitality. Yeah. Like we get it. Like they don't really know that etiquette, and maybe Alex Ray doesn't know that etiquette either. Um, but you still got to bust people's balls, right? Like just because it's we've been told our whole lives, if we don't bust our, your balls, that means we don't like you. i still so I'm still eighty yeah. yep. percent. 20, 80 20 on that factor i think some people just use it to use it but hey that's just my opinion but yep. yeah i think it's just one of those things where like uh yeah uh sorry i lost my train of thought um to the yeah
3: they like that triple so. you're cutting you're cutting out a little bit i don't know if it's, it's the head you're going into that better? It. right now it is we'll see how it goes for now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay way to, way to ruin shit triple and I
7: know right I touch, right on, uh, I'll touch on that one real quick again, it's yeah. like um, I say it all the time that there's there's a lot of truth in sarcasm, oh yeah, so you you could be joking with a buddy or you know make a one liner or something, um, and it's like ah, ha ha ha, it's all good, but deep down inside there there's definitely some truth behind it, you know what I mean, so yeah it came from uh, somewhere, exactly, it started somewhere, he made it a rant for a reason, I don't you know I, in the long run, I don't think it's gonna. Uh, ruin their relationship or steve's really that mad about it but a little bit of truth and sarcasm for sure
3: yeah no doubt um i want to thank yeah i want to thank guts racing Uh, kirk's brought to you by guts racing best seats in the business supporting teams like rockstar husky pro circuit kawasaki and many more uh if it's style performance you want you've come to the right place check out gutsracing.com for info on the many of the products offered such as the phantom light seat foam I just finally got my 06 Honda back together Saturday up and running. It's the coolest thing on that bike. Well, it is an 06 Honda, so it's pretty badass. But the guts racing seat cover on that thing is still so sweet. Uh, finally going to get back on a bike hopefully next weekend. So I'm looking pretty forward to that and ripping that guts racing seat cover. Not literally ripping. Ripping on the guts racing seat cover. You know what the fuck I meant. Uh <laughs> kirk i want to touch on this man. Like I, you were in studio a couple months ago that was your first time i assume in his studio
7: uh yeah it was That was honestly the first podcast i had ever done and it was uh in studio with steve
3: wow man yeah you went right to the top yeah not even paid, not even paid either not i know and now you're bottom yeah man you're bottom feeding i mean, with the wrap-up show he he did uh he,
7: he at least bought me dinner
3: so i guess i guess that's nice nice yeah steve's <laughs> pretty good about stuff like that, that that's well i want to ask you something you were like what you were most surprised about or what caught your eye first and then i'm going to ask you about something else But well, yeah so what was what was something maybe that stood out surprised you uh you know just whatever So give me something that stood out from that night um
7: just overall so i didn't we weren't at the at his new house yet but Um, just overall, when you walk into the cave, man, it's just so much to take in. Oh yeah. Um, it it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. Kind of like you said, I went really all in and and went to the top of podcast to be on his show. Uh, and I hope Steve doesn't get mad at me for this, but the most thing I was surprised about was all the wires and cables. I sat next to on the, on the far right next to all the cables and I'm like, damn, I thought Steve would have had this a little more cleaned up. Than this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, it gets hard, dude. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at mine and my studio is probably about the size of his old one. And yeah, I, I try to hide all the cables as best I can, but there is so much equipment. So, uh, so much going on. Yeah. I'd have to pay somebody, but that, that's kind of funny that you say that. Um, because I do remember that side over there by the couch, right. Where it was kind of, yeah, yeah. It was a little cluttered over there. Uh, that's coming off the back of his, where his board was and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. What about you? You mentioned him buying you dinner. Did you know Steve previously from uh, being in studio?
7: Um, No, I honestly met Steve in passing a couple of times. Okay. um, Just at at a few races. So like I, I didn't really, other than uh, our sponsorship stuff, um, you know, I never really had any personal hangout time or any interaction as far as that goes.
3: So was there any, like, what's the word I'm looking Did you have an opinion of him beforehand that maybe he changed? Like, were you thinking he was going to be a dick or, or cause you just said he was nice and he bought you dinner. And I think people, when you actually get to spend some time with Steve, you, you get surprised at how nice of a guy he really is.
7: Um, I mean, I I don't think so. I wouldn't have thought he was a dick by any means. Um, I think maybe, like a little bit more straightforward on on some stuff we talked about, like off offset and and before the show started going down to some crazy drama with with people, but yeah, um, I mean no, just uh, he's a genuine dude, he's cool, he um, but yeah, may, maybe if if that was a question, like a, a little more straightforward than I would have anticipated.
3: Okay, and you were in studio with uh, JT and Max Stephens from Fly WPS and JT and him have a really fun relationship for us as listeners fun like was that type of that um bantering with total disagreement going on like before you went on air were you, were you just getting tons and tons of them arguing
7: oh absolutely oh, God. yeah i mean anytime i've ever been around you know like up in the booth or whatever yeah. um for supercross they're still doing it you oh, know yeah. and it's it could be like, oh, such and such going to win. Oh, bullshit! You know, it, 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 I love it. Yeah. Um, but for me, I I haven't. I've been in the industry for a while, but just trying to keep up with Moto is relatively new for me. So, okay. just to listen to those guys go back and forth, even about old races, you know, it's just their collective Moto uh, experience and knowledge is overwhelming.
3: Uh, it makes me mad because I can't retain that stuff. Yeah, and they're both like just. Oh yeah, don't you remember you know, Buds
7: Creek in ninety nine? I'm going Yeah, Yeah, you remember that rock that was in the corner? You remember that rock? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's crazy. So you know, such and such bikes blew up in, you know, third lap of Moto (laughs) One. Okay.
3: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, I (laughs) wish I had that type of memory, man. But honestly, that's a, a big reason that Steve – I mean, to me, that's a big reason that Steve is as good at what he does. And, and Weeds is the same way. Those guys are so good because not only do they, they know everything that's going on now, they, they retain stuff. They see these little things that maybe we miss, you know, as casual viewers in the past. Or, and then they, they can give you history to compare things to, and it's just it's, – it's impressive.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where I think that's how Steve has became who he is, right? He's he's gave insight on almost every show. I don't think he listened to a Pulp Next show and not pick up some type of information. Um It's one of those things where he's done a very good job of being informative, but also not blowing out anybody. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of these industry guys, including himself, we like... The story those guys could tell about stuff on the air would be just crazy, but... At the same time, they know there's a, uh, a thin line in the sand that you just don't cross. Right. But I think Steve does a really good job of getting as close to that line as possible. Like, they did that interview with Chiz, and they're like, hey, is he on that white bike yet? And is <laughs> like, I don't know, he's just riding. Yeah, like, yeah. haven't. You know what I mean? Like, they know things, but they don't want to, like, blow anybody out of the bag. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Like, I think that's why, like, you asked on the show, you know, you kind of plateaued and you're like, I don't know. What do I need to do? And they kind of like, Hey, Randy, but talk some shit on some riders. And I know you're not that guy, no. but it's like one of those things where like, I, it's, it's to where you almost want to break news when you know, news, but you can't yeah. like right now there's an amateur, like there's an amateur kid getting ready to be signed to Honda and everybody, a lot of the industry people know who it is, but we can't blow it out. Right. Cause we don't want to ruin relationships. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what sucks about our sport to where It's hard to grow. Because you don't want to blow people out, but at the same time, that's what people want to listen to, and I think he does a really good job of, of fighting fighting that boundary.
3: Yeah, it's funny you you brought up like breaking news, and I've tried that a couple times, and a couple times I've done it, I either got in trouble or I was wrong, so it went it never <laughs> yeah. went positive. Or and then JT actually, I I think well, okay, Loretta's at the national. The first Loretta's National last year.
1: The Washugal thing he did. <laughs> yes.
3: I broke the news that Washugal was going to be canceled, which I didn't really break it because everybody else knew about it, I guess. I just found out. I instantly tweeted it because, like, oh, shit, I got to be the first, right? And then JT was like, hey, yeah. dude, that's not uh, that's not uh, released yet. Public news, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. public. So I pulled it, and then he's like, dude, what difference does it really make anyway? Because, like, nobody's going to remember tomorrow who said it first. So that was really good, good right. advice or good, uh, you know, good knowledge from JT. So I just kind of had to back it down. I'm, I'm not that guy yet. I don't have that kind of footprint. So anyway, no. let's get back to this episode. Talon fucking Volin. God, I love Talon. The dude is love such a badass interview. Such a nice guy. What about you, J- Triple? I mean, Talon's been around a long time. Had a lot to say about Max. Um, Talon. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Talon Volin as a person. Uh, it's been a long time since he's been on the Pulp Mech show, so I was glad to get him back on.
1: Yeah, Talon's always good. I mean, he's another one of those guys that has a lot of knowledge on the sport, and I think whenever he's on, he brings good insight. Like, he was super surprised that he's been to the factory of Vertex and stuff. Like, Talon's done some stuff and seen some stuff that a lot of people will never get to experience it in their lives. Yeah. And I think – and for me, it's been cool because I've known those guys for such a long time, and I've seen Max since he was – Uh, pretty much a newborn so i've seen him come up you know the whole time from 65 to 85 um riding the o set and doing the different disciplines that you know um talent and grandpa have grandpa have been doing with them like we have a track back home in norcal called crazy city and a lot of people know it as hang but what they don't know is, is there's a track a track up on the hill that's for like the weekend warriors um and Grandpa Bolin would take Max out there during the week when it was just a shithole, and they would just put in motos. Pouring rain, non-pouring rain, like they would just put in motos. So, And, you know, Talon's had a plan for Max, and I think he does a really good job of, of talking about that and kind of relaying that info because they had no desire to go to Loretta as, as amateurs, like 50s, 60s. Yeah, yeah. I think when he got, got to 80s, that's when they started thinking about it. But 50s and 60s, Max, Talon was like, we're not wasting our time going to Loretta.
3: Well, since you brought that so, up since you brought
6: that up, I've got that audio. Let's listen. You mentioned that Max sort of he got into racing a bit late, like seven or so. Do you think um waiting a little bit, having him like develop on like a BMX bike or something really sort of helped out with that? Like coming into the like, riding and then his riding st- riding style, staying low over jumps and carrying yeah. momentum?
2: Yeah, I think to me just watching him um coming straight from bicycles, he did I think we did about five or six BMX Nationals, Um, but I do think that really helped them. And I also think that it's not so important to start in the little 50ccs and all that stuff. I think you can start 65 or even even a young 85 guy and, you know, still be successful. I kind of feel like, you know, 17, 18, even 19, it's on the young side. I I really feel like 19 is like a, a year where most kids, I mean, some mature more than others, but generally I think 19 and 20 is like where you really can start to get the speed and strength that you need and so that's why I was kind of targeting that when this came up a little early so I'm kind of just keeping that in mind and you know sometimes when the results aren't the way we want um, you know dads always get a little upset but I (laughs) I try to like hold it back and just be smart you know and this is a we got to keep the big picture in mind here and just try to stay healthy and just getting a
0: the- Like you've seen the system chew up a kid and, and kick them to Europe. Like, But you know what I mean? Like you've had this feeling yeah. of like, hey, wait a minute. Like I'm good and I don't have a ride. And this pro contract took a lot of people by surprise. So because, you know, you talked yeah. about slow playing his career because as you told me one time, like you only get so many years in this thing and you know what I mean? You want to do it right. Was it a big dilemma to sign up to go max from the 125 amateur class to a pro class? So how much of a, th- a decision was that?
2: It was it was pretty tough. You know, originally we were talking a two year deal. So the definitive, or at least the point that changed my mind, was that you know I kind of I don't say I put my foot down, but like it had to be a three year deal, just because I've seen yeah. so many young kids come in. You know, first year is kind of maybe like this, it's kind of okay, or maybe even pick up an injury, and, and then the next year you do get injured. Well, that's your last year of contract. I had to secure that third year, otherwise I, c- I couldn't do it. Thank goodness they believed in Max and uh, Mm -hmm. was willing to make the investment. And, you know, it ended ended up working out.
3: Triple, uh, yeah, really, really informative. I think Talon had a really, like you said, a plan for him, a really smart outlook. Uh, I like what he had to say, but I want to ask you, what do you think about Max going to Baker's next year?
1: I think it'll be interesting. Um, Max is a hard worker. Um, Like, his dad's obviously a hard worker. So it'll be very interesting to see. Um, Cause Max, from what I'm, I got, we're not super close, but we know each other well enough, but Max kind of likes to keep to himself. Um, from what I've seen, like I said, I don't know him super well, but just from what I've seen, so I don't know how much he'll, how close he will get with some of those guys and stuff. But, um, as far as like talent, I think he did interviewed did it in the show. Like he wants to, he wants his son to be with those fast guys. Like, right. He said it on the show door. where he's like, go hop in behind those dudes. Like, so, I think being around some fast 450 guys and 250 guys is going to help his craft. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Cooper's like kind of took him more under his wing already. Like, I know Cooper's, I don't know for sure, but we're hearing Cooper's going to leave Alden's. But yeah. um, from what I heard this year in outdoors, him and Max really connected and did some stuff together. So, I think Mac being around more guys is going to be more fast guys, I think will be good for him.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, Kirk, how long have you been listening to pulp? What's your history with it?
7: Listening to, uh, honestly, just since we really started sponsoring. So the last couple of years. Okay.
3: So how do you feel about the motorsport.com filthy field Nicoletti check-in that we've had this year during outdoors?
7: (laughs) Um, (laughs) to start when, when they kind of announced it or let us know that they were going to do that. I was like, eh, really (laughs) um but it's it's been good i i mean i kind of like it it's it i wouldn't say it's one of my favorite segments yet but okay um but i i think it's good i think it's fun um i think it's cool he's got phil phil involved on it i'm bummed to see phil not you know got hurt early and wasn't able to keep going so um
3: but yeah i think it's good i think it's been good
0: well he he cracks me up regularly here's
3: a little bit of what i consider to be some radio gold
0: your knees jacked up a-ray's got two wrists jacked up here yeah so yeah i can wipe my own ass so a-ray's screwed (laughs) do you think these like i have a theory that i might i was going to run later on in the show on a-ray like you know he is a little sketchy right phil Mm, in all aspects of life yeah yeah what if this surgery just turns him into like christian craig
4: Dude. Like a transfer of power? Yeah. sick.
0: What if he all of a sudden gets his wrist fixed, right? Both of them would have been done, and he just starts just flowing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> thanks, Dick.
0: I, uh, I feel speechless. Yeah, I hope
3: so, because then I'm going to go in and get the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah it would be a miracle surgery.
6: Yeah, I did land it on Phil, and he flipped me off. His throat slit. Fuck oh you. yeah, that was after All of the it. finish line. I forgot yeah. about. That. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, he was he was yeah, in my
3: yeah. way. I was fucking
0: pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was
3: in your way. Well, third. I
6: was in the air, and you were just rolling the jump, dude. I don't know.
3: No, it's the other way. You were rolling. I was going for the lap. I don't know. That's not how I remember it. <laughs> Triple thoughts, man. I, I just Phil makes me laugh nonstop.
1: That guy, I I swear, he's like a personality that's so underrated, right? Like everybody, this this segment, like I texted you, is just so. There's not a not a show where Phil does not get everybody laughing in the room. Because you just don't know what to expect. Yeah, like his his banter. I don't even know if that's the right word, but like his persona is so like straightforward, but it's 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 good. It's it's one of those things where I think everybody knows he's a straight shooter and you either love him or you hate him type of type of guy it seems
3: like right i didn't play it for you guys but at the beginning of every episode of the wrap up show before what people will hear before they get to us is i i take these little like one line clips throughout the night things that i think are funny and i just put them all i mash them up all together and Like every week when Phil's on, there's so much audio to pull. Just like, oh fuck me, you know what? Just tons of stuff like that. You know, like DV hates it. You know, just whatever. It's just he makes that part so easy because it could be like a minute of just one little line or two word things from Phil, and it's it's just great. But he brought up the the Glenn Helen crash at the finish line where where uh, A Ray case the case the double or the finish line and OJ. he cased it the first time, then he O J'd it. He's like, and everybody had the pictures of it or the video of it on their phones when I got to the truck. There I mean there's so many good stories. Uh yeah, and then he asked I guess I think Steve asked Phil if he watched A Ray's vlog. Phil's like, A hey, Ray, you got a vlog? D V hates it. <laughs> it's just So quick, man. I don't know, man. It just he just freaking cracks me up, Kirk. I love it. I love it, man. Um Yeah, he he's definitely
7: raw yes right? there's yes. no good there's no in the middle yeah there's no in the middle you know what he's thinking you know what he's feeling it's not he you know he, he
3: might be mad <laughs> you definitely know when phil's mad <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah yeah definitely get the throat slit um yeah exactly Steve. what do you what do you think phil what do you think phil
1: does after riding Do like, you see him as a team manager like no. he's doing a lot of club mx right now yeah like, what do you what do you yeah but he what do you think no. his role is yeah i just i don't know i don't i don't see him just falling off the sport. like i just don't
3: see it Ooh, that's that's interesting because even like uh nash called in and talked to him about media training right and he's like yeah don't come to me for advice so i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what he does like he could be like a writer's coach but he no like he's not gonna be able to train little kids because parents aren't gonna have that not. yeah he's gonna be like what well, you suck why are you crying <laughs> Yeah, roast some dirt. Yeah. Roast dirt on. Yeah, I, I don't, just send it. Uh, yeah. Steve asked him uh, if J-Mart helps Justin Cooper in the final round, and I was pretty blown away that Phil says I think he has to because, uh, Kirk, I, I don't think there's a chance uh, that Justin, uh, Jeremy Martin helps, even if he's told to. I, I don't know, man. I just mm-hmm. find that hard. Jeremy is really – a like the guy that doesn't like his teammates, doesn't like any of his competition. That's what he needs. Steve talks about it all the time. I I don't see him helping.
7: Man, that's that's a a touchy subject, right? Like I don't I I would agree with you that, you know, he he's out there to win and that's just what it is. Um I've never I've never personally understood marching orders on a race team like that. Yeah, yeah uh, right, right. Especially if you have two top-notch guys who are winning races. Um, you know, it's it's like, I uh, you can't even compare Sexton and in, in Roxon, but I don't know. I just, I, I wouldn't see it happening, but, you know, if it comes down to it and it's, you know, contracts for next year, or hey, we're going to give you fucking hundred grand bonus if he wins. You know, I don't know, man. There's a lot of factors that could play into that.
3: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, we saw what happened when Savachi tried to do the, you know, help out his teammate at the Monster Cup, Triple, and it turned to a mess. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, Triple. Do you think he would help? I mean, if the, if it, like, let's put that that uh, hypothetical situation. You know, if Jeremy Jeremy has to hold up Justin Cooper. And uh or not Justin Cooper, um Jay Lawrence. Yeah, Jet Lawrence, my mind blank for a second. Has to hold him up yeah, yeah. and Justin Cooper wins the championship. You know, there's one lap left. Do you think J. Martin just says, fuck it, I'm gonna do it? Or is like, no, I'm going for the win.
1: Yeah, I mean I I couldn't see it. I could be wrong, but they mentioned it on the show. What Phil was like, he's got his own thing already. get And they're like, it's like 2016 all over again because he's out, <laughs> has his own little thing. So yeah I think J Mart is for J Mart. Yeah. And like, like he said, I think he said on the show, like that's 50 grand. Like if, if, if J Mart's in it to win an overall, that's 50
3: grand. You're yeah. going to give up 50 grand? I, I'm not. That's, I, I, that's I don't think, I, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't think Cooper's gonna give him any, any money. No. You know, no. even if he was a championship bonus, right. I don't see Cooper giving him any money. So um and I mean if you're Bobby Reagan, I don't even think you want those guys to do that, right? Like you want your guys to earn it. Um Bobby Reagan's very competitive and I don't think he I don't know, I could be wrong, but I just don't see him asking J Mark to do that. Right. I think well. he wants
3: Maybe maybe we'll see what happens in just a few weeks. You know, who knows how it's going to play out. Yeah. Um, would you do it? Would you do it? If you were in j March shoes, would you do it? You know what? I think for me... Great follow-up question. Yeah, I think, okay, <laughs> for me it'd be situational. If it's, like, I... I oh, ask, don't fucking waffle. No, no, I'm not. I, I mean, it's just situational. Like, <laughs> I asked Hunter that in the press conference if, hypothetical, last yeah. race of the year and... You, you you're you leading and you can win the overall at the final race of the year this year, or you can let your brother go by and win the championship. But if you don't let him go by, he doesn't win the championship. And he's like, man, that's a lot of a championship bonus would do a lot for my family. So I think it's situational. If it's somebody that like, if I have no chance of winning the championship and yeah. it's a buddy of mine, like I'm tight with a guy. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll hold, I'll try to hold up the, the competition, I guess. Sure. Why not? But I think okay, the Lawrences me, are,
7: are the wrong uh, yeah. the wrong way to use that, right? Only because they're brothers. Yeah. Well,
3: I don't think Jeremy is super tight with Justin Cooper. So I don't no. think he really gives a shit to help the guy. So in that situation, right. no. But if it's... Okay. Go ahead.
1: So looking at it this way. Hunter Lawrence is uh, uh, nine points behind Jeremy Martin. So you got to think if Jeremy Martin's in a chance to win that moto and put more points on Hunter... He gets third in the championship, that's he gets a bonus for getting third in yep, the championship. Yep, good point. So you gotta think about that too.
3: Well, there you go then. He doesn't
1: want to give up the he doesn't want to up those nine points to Hunter Lawrence and lose that third place championship bonus.
3: Well, I think we just answered our question then. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. All right. Steve brought up and I actually don't remember how they got on the subject, but guys not doing well. But then they post on Instagram, <laughs> don't stop the process, you know, headed in the right direction and freaking Phil blew out Heartraft raft for it's a step in the right direction he said I think you're going in circles now which if you think about it I don't know if he meant this this way but if you take a step in the right not left the right direction eventually it would be a circle I don't know if he meant it that way but I, I thought that was so funny though because he's just blowing people out and I don't know man I think some of these guys they gotta be they gotta mm-hmm. post stuff like that to to you can't be negative all the time like phil so i i don't know but what do you think triple j about guys that maybe they're not even qualifying or guys that are outside the top 10 and just oh i trust the process
1: uh i think it's just it's one of those things that they, they like to do the recaps or the fan you know i get to, i like reading some of those recaps um but sometimes yeah it's just like you read the same thing right over it's like steve's rant on on setup Oh, setup was off tonight or we we went in the wrong direction on setup, So it's, it's one of those things where I think these guys are so mentally headstrong. So maybe doing a post like that kind of helps them.
3: Yeah. How funny would it be though, uh, Kurt, like if let's take a guy, I don't know, just a guy that finishes 25th at a national and he, you know, I don't know. He's like maybe a guy like Hartrath that was, you know, of, on a factory team, you know, he's on a big team still now. And if that guy's like, well, I suck. I don't know how I have a ride. Like, you know, like, what, what would be the opposite or what would be the alternative to saying, ah, you know, trying to find the positives in it. He's, he just finds all the negatives. Like, I, I, I don't know. I I don't think people would, uh, would love that out of a, a Twitter or Instagram post. Um, I, that's questionable.
7: I I think that they would, to be honest with okay. you. Like I, I think, especially in today's day and age, you see so much, fake crap on online yeah that that guys would really enjoy to see somebody that's just putting it out there i blew it tonight i came out i couldn't do it i couldn't keep up my pace was off like on to the next one right okay um but i also see why these guys are doing that uh this the the series is a grind a serious serious grind so If, if you're negative on yourself, um, yeah, I, I work on myself a lot to try and be more positive and be nice to people. I'm not real good at it. So okay. Like, okay. Like, you know, I think they're just trying to keep themselves in that mindset, but yeah, dude, I think sometimes guys need to come out and be like, dude, I, I was off. I, I rode like shit. I was tired. I partied too hard last night. I don't know. Like, Put the truth out there and, and and let it be what it is. I I honestly think your truth would gain you followers.
3: Yeah, that the way you worded that, I I agree with you. I think if it was those kind of posts, that would be good. So yeah, you're right. Um, let me shift gears for just a second. You were you were at Cycle Ranch when uh I, when I was there, right? Uh, when you crashed Damon's bike? <laughs> well, yeah, that happened that weekend too.
7: <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I thought so.
3: I thought so. Yeah. Um. What do you What do you not that that weekend doesn't matter, the, the crash doesn't matter. <laughs> How do you feel about going to those events like that, man? Like going to Cycle Ranch, meeting you know, um, <clears throat> riders and fans of you know, Fly and Damon Bradshaw and just promoting the products. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool what you guys do. Um,
7: honestly, that's probably the best part of my job. Yeah. Um, uh, being a brand manager over a brand uh, for us at, at Western encompasses a lot of different things from purchasing to marketing um to product development i mean the the list really goes on and on uh putting putting your finger on the pulse of true riders in that that type of environment where they're there they're riding you know they want they want information of your product man it for me it doesn't get any better i love doing ride days i love to be with like the grassroots of the sport and the people who, who are supporting the brands. Those are the people that are listening to these podcasts. Those are the people that are supporting and going out and using Pulp's codes and and buying firepower parts and the seal savers and the guts, you know, they're the ones keeping us in business and allowing us to do stuff like this. So I love to be a part of those things.
3: That's cool, man. And do you meet a lot of pulp listeners? Does that come up at a lot of these events?
7: a lot yeah actually yeah. it does um th- they've done nothing but wonders for firepower uh being being on the pulp show and, and a couple of his other podcasts so mm-hmm. even like walking into dealers you know a big part of my job is, is going into dealerships and educating people and you walk in and you know hey this is kirk from firepower oh dude i heard you guys on pulp i, I nice. tried out your chains because of that so yeah, you do. You run into a lot of people who, who listen um, that have only heard of your brand because it was advertised there.
3: That's cool. That's cool to hear. Triple, you do the same events, the same type of events, uh, same response, same thoughts.
1: Yeah, the events are are a must in our industry, right? Like you, you want to meet people, you want to ask them why they shop, where they shop, or you know why they buy what they buy because we take that information and it just helps us build a better brand. You know, JT pointed out to it the other day is we're always looking to improve, right? We always want to be the best versions of ourselves. And it's one of those things to where the fly brand 20 years ago has come so far to where we are now. And I think that's because we're always putting ourselves out there and always trying to innovate and, and get information from people. Like, you know, he asked an interesting question to Osborne and Osborne said some of his favorite gears are kinetic line. And that's our, like our mid-level gear. That's, yeah, that's not even our right. racer gear. So to hear guys like that, you know, at that, that top level say stuff like that's really cool. And I think like Kurt said, we, we go to these events because we want that information. We want people, we do Supercross because we want people to understand the story of the Rion and all the technology that's in it and the formula. And we want to know why, we want people to know why our chains are as good as they are and at the price point that they're at, you know, our batteries, lithium. It's just, it's just our brands are so strong and, and doing events like this is just, just taking us to the next level and I'm, I'm really happy to be a
3: part of it. Very, very cool to hear. Uh, I want to thank with Randy being in studio the night, I want to thank him also for being a part of the wrap-up show with Michelin Bicycle Tires. Uh, it's been a, it kind of saved the wrap-up show early or at the end of last year and allowed us to keep doing it this year. Hopefully he kind of he made a hint that maybe they won't be back next year, kind of fucking with me Monday night. So uh, <laughs> made me a little nervous, Randy, but I'm hoping Michelin Bicycle Tires will be back Uh, Check out bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products. I run the Wild Enduro on my mountain bike. Uh, Of course, I run the Star Cross Fives on my dirt bikes. And uh, Michelin's been around a long time, since 1891, and they are a leader in in bicycle and motorcycle tires. So, yeah, go support those guys for supporting us. Um, All right, let's move on to a true American hero. Any idea who I'm talking about Triple J, David Bradshaw. Well, that is true, but he was not <laughs> on the show Monday night, so I'm gonna give you another guess.
1: Uh,
3: Merrick, Kyle, freaking Chism. Uh, yeah, freaking Another
1: firepower
7: guy. Yes. Another firepower guy, baby.
3: <laughs> and he is crushing it. I, 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 that is anybody that really knows me knows that's that's my guy. That's my rider. Um, and I love that A Ray said nothing phases him. I like the story about him catching Rod Bell late in the race and and A-Ray just shaking his head. Uh, But uh, Triple, Chiz is such a great guest on podcasts in general because you can give him a short question and he gives you like a Dylan Ferrandez, Marvin Muskan kind of answer where he just, he talks, man. He'll talk for five minutes on something and it's not necessarily repetitive. It's good info. He's just a great guest.
1: Chase is going to chase. It's one of those things where that guy has been around the sport for a long time. Yep. And uh, if I could ask him one question, I would ask him, what's it like to race all the top guys? He's raced everybody. Oh, yeah. Good point. McGrath. Not McGrath. Sorry. Stewart, Reed, Joe Poto. He's raced them all. Yeah. The guy still has a national number. He's still number 11. So, I mean, it's just – he's still going. It's, It's one of those things where maybe, you know, so that's why A Ray looks up to Chiz. If he looks at Chiz or looks at Brayton, he's like, dude, I got time left. I have, I have some time left. Um But yeah, Chiz is, is always good. I don't think anybody could ever say anything negative about Chiz. And to see what he's doing on a bike with just a pipe, he doesn't even have A kit suspension. And the dude just got 11th at freaking Budge Creek. Like, that's so impressive
7: he's the man without without training really right only yeah. running a couple nationals and yep. still doing that yeah yeah a little bit of cbd dude we'll take you in
3: the like, <laughs> alien like, yeah, yeah yeah. well Shiz <laughs> is also I, I think everybody knows now if they listen monday but he is a big time fantasy player uh let's listen to what he had to say about fantasy
2: when i was behind heart Rap, the first motto. so i had him on my on my fantasy team. I picked me, I picked him, I don't remember who else I had. But I'm like, I think you only have like a four or five handicap. And I'm like, man, if I pass him, that's less Pullman X fantasy points. I'm like, <laughs> I'm already maxed out. I know I'm good. That's great. If I pass him, yeah, I'm gonna lose points, so I don't know if I should pass him.
3: Uh uh, Kurt, that that's great, man. We've heard long time ago, uh, Adam Cincerillo kind of talked about that. Like, I thought about passing this guy and I realized I'd picked him, you know, but Steve's a, Steve and, oh, actually I need to give the credit to Marks. Marks is a true influencer with his fantasy stuff because we got pro riders out there thinking about the point situation while they're racing the guys they pick. Uh, I love it.
7: Yeah, I, I think it's, Hilarious and frightening all at the same time. But <laughs> right, right. You know, I for mean, real, Ch- Chiz isn't out there to win a championship, right? He's he's having more fun than anything right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's hilarious that he mentioned that, and I don't know if he said it just to get a rise out of those guys or what. But no, I believe yeah, it. I, the, the fact that he's out there racing and going, I I can't hold on to a dirt bike around one of those tracks, <laughs> and they're they're out here
3: racing going yeah, I, maybe I shouldn't pass
7: him.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it wild. Yeah, well, and actually Randy kind of touched on that, right? He's like, Chiz is out there thinking about that, and A-Ray's trying to figure, you know, all he's thinking about is where'd I lose my muffler? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where'd all my oil go? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Justin, while Chiz was on, we got another A-Ray crash uh, story at Castilla Ranch. Case yep. the tr- triple, mangled the bike. Right, It's it's just it never no, ends. I,
1: I, was, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were gonna play the clip. My bad. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, clip. I don't have that one. Yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, I mean it's I mean We've heard it time and time again, right? To so where he's at, he's on the SGD port. SGB board for the most um, money spent. And Kirk might be able to talk more about that because he sponsors the team, but I just couldn't imagine <laughs> like what those guys are thinking every time A-Ray goes out. Like When he's on the track, do you think they're on the headset? Like, all right, well, I got 20 bucks that says we'll make it 20 minutes this moto. Oh, I like or it. I got, Is there an over-under got-
3: <laughs> every ra- ra- race? I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like It's just one of those... And I feel horrible, right? Cause it's just one of those things where A-Ray just gets shit nonstop, but he just does it to himself. I mean, we're at Washougal, and both motos the guy could not catch a break um and it's just it you, you want to you, you your heart breaks for the guy but at the same time it's like how the hell do you break so much shit
7: <laughs> for real
1: and he's like i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah and that's what he said like, like randy's facial expressions on this episode where, when a ray would talk are just some of the greatest things yeah. I've ever seen. Oh,
3: speaking of facial like, expression expressions, if anybody was watching YouTube or Facebook, like I, had a, I saw a lot of people in the chat that were like, what is A-Ray looking at? What does he keep looking at? Well, he's looking at the TV. Uh, the TV's over there yeah. to their right, and I'm sure the Monday Night Football oh, okay. game was on. So, yeah, people on YouTube gotcha. were... I didn't want to blow... I thought about when I called in bringing that up, but I didn't want Steve to yeah. give him more shit. So, because, yeah... Cause but that's it, what it was Steve
1: hard. wants you to talk about, right? Steve wants you to talk about what things that they're going on in yeah. the studio and that's a perfect perfect point, right there. Like, uh, what the hell was A Ray looking at? And then it's like, okay, you know, there's a TV over there. Like a lot yeah. of listeners probably don't know that. Yeah, well that's and I another.
7: go ahead. Go that's another one that 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 just puts Steve on another level, man. When we were there in studio, it was uh hockey playoff time. And everyone knows Steve is, is a hockey fanatic. Yep. And that's what was on the TV when we were in studio was the playoffs. And, you know, he's watching, watching hockey the whole time. He knew the score. He knew who had goals and the whole thing while doing the podcast.
3: (laughs) And that's insane. Yeah, you're right. That's insane because when I'm doing my show and there's a technical difficulty, just like there was last week and this week on pulp with sound or whatever, i 'm looking at my producer and i 'm like i like, 'm trying to talk, but i 'm looking I'm like, what the fuck is going on because it 's so distracting I cannot even for there 's no way I could watch a game and pay yeah. attention to the show. not possible for me me either
1: uh, hey speaking of speaking of new things what'd you uh, what did you think about the x intro video? I thought that was pretty cool
3: that was cool uh, like Mark said it didn 't work exactly how they wanted, but it yeah I was I caught it at the corner of my eye because I was doing something else. I was like, what, what, what am I seeing? It was like, I, I couldn't quite process it at first. Cause it was something new, yeah. but yeah, it was cool. I like it. If
1: yeah. nobody's wore that new lucid goggle, check it out. That thing is pretty Oh, awesome. It's so Especially good. How, Yo, you- how good it is. With- to change the lens like the lens change is absolutely
3: amazing yeah not a sponsor of the wrap-up show but a sponsor of the pulp mix show oh my bad no it's fine it's absolutely fine all the pulp all the pulp sponsors man it's you got to go support them and they're also a sponsor of the moto x-pod show so yeah lucid goggles go to your local dealerships and ask for the lucid supply they're supplied through wps they are in stock now go get some yeah they're fantastic uh While Chiz was on, CJ called in. He's the guy that helped Chiz with, uh, you know, Chiz is doing these, like letting pretty much anybody anybody that wants to can sponsor Chiz for a race, man. If you want to get your name on his helmet, uh, he's got a package for you. And CJ helped out. And CJ was supposed to show Mathis his wife's tits. And that was a big topic of conversation. (laughs) The reason I even bring that up is a YouTube comment was, too much sex talk the last couple of weeks. Um, and then somebody else made the comment, comment yeah, he also makes fun of d- people with disabilities. So there were some haters on the chat room, uh, Triple, about just maybe where the show topics were going. For me, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I think it's part of what the show is. It's not just a race-informative show. It's about life, and gen- like moto life, whatever. It doesn't bother me. What do you think?
1: It's a five-hour show. You can't handle a little bit of tech talk or a little bit of a little bit of bullshit. You're listening to the wrong show. I mean, like, let's be real. It's five hours. Like, I don't know about you guys, but an hour of a recap race is kind of all I can handle. Like, right. five hours of the the bullshit and the shit talking and and the hating. Like that that's what makes pulp and Met so fun, right? Like, the the line that stuck out to me the whole shit segment was, "Yes, hey, Ray, what animal has he stuffed?" <laughs>
3: Yeah. That, <laughs> we know A has been in some shit. Yeah, that that clip is actually in the intro of this show that we I didn't play for you guys, but I, I pulled that. So yes, that was good. Um I mean like
1: that's that's what the show is, right? It's five hours of fun, it's five hours of moto talk, it's five hours of Shit talking, yeah. Um, so I think you just have to expect that, and I get it. You're always gonna have haters, right? Haters make you famous, yeah. So, and I, I shouldn't.
3: I, mean, I don't know for sure they were haters because they're watching, yeah. So they listen, right. but maybe they just weren't totally with some of the some of the places the show goes, and that's fair. Uh, you know, like you said, don't listen to it, right? I mean, you don't have to like everything. Listen to the review show. Listen to re-raceables, uh, but the pulp yep, show is the howard stern show of moto in my opinion it's it's that's just it's whatever comes up they talk about man and um speaking of that like a ray he's he's been busy at the races he's trying to wear a lot of hats he's trying to motivate a depressed
6: carson mumford so i was i just told him i was just trying to pump him up you know i told him hey guy hey man Everybody on this gate, they're all pussies. You've worked harder than everybody on this gate, and there's no reason why you shouldn't get this whole shot and freaking do good. And then Joe looks over and says, I'm no pussy, you pussy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, that, that's good stuff right there. Uh,
0: that's amazing.
3: Yeah, I, I love that Joe Shimoda responded. Uh, I, I don't know, man. All that stuff just... Yeah, you know, I think later he, they talked about him telling um, Carson that like uh, go drown yourself in some vagina. I mean, A Ray's a motivator, Kirk.
7: Hey, man, I'm with it. Whatever it takes, sometimes to to get a guy in the zone, you just gotta say what has to be said. Yeah, uh, get there. I, I think it's more of getting your mindset off of where it is. Uh, it's it's kind of like we talked about with the social media stuff. It, it's a mindset thing, and it's. As much of a mental grind as it is a physical grind, uh, and that goes for everyday life for the most part. So I, I love it. I love what he was trying to do and talking shit about everybody right in front of everybody. <laughs> right, and and right. Joe just yeah. happened to hear and, and, and come back with his own, like he was in it too. So um, you know, I, I think it's killer. Yeah. Uh, help, help help guys out if you're yeah. if you're familiar with guys. They're you know, I'm sure Carson all, laughed. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. In oh yeah,
1: scheming
7: like. It, it's all it's a small sport in the grand scheme of things so if if you know guys man keep keep everybody going that's what the sport's about
3: definitely definitely yeah they've, they've
1: been teammates with geico so they've known each other for a while right right Carson and Joe.
3: yeah 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 uh hey the yeah, motorsport it. tweets is another cool segment on the pulp Mex wrap-up show and those who ride dirt bikes motorcycles atvs and utvs know motorsport is the best place for oem and aftermarket parts riding gear and accessories Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motorsport.com. You guys can go to motorsport.com for Michelin bicycle tires, Michelin motorcycle tires, guts racing seats, uh, fly fly racing gear, lots of WPS products sold through motorsport.com. Uh, expert goggles is you can get through, uh, motorsport, I believe. So yeah, hit up motorsport.com, you know, first go to your local dealership, try to get some stuff. And if you can't hit up motorsport.com, man, if you want to get it through the mail, man, the place is great. Appreciate them being on, uh, on board. Also, uh, let's see here. We had a uh, tweet at Talon. I, I tried to find out who Wendy was, uh, and a Ray just said embargo. He wouldn't spill the beans. Triple J. I, I have to assume this is a new chick in his life. But he's not talking.
1: Yeah, I don't know, no, Wendy. I'm not sure. Maybe it was uh, a Loretta's girl, or um, you know, there's a lot of things that happen at these at these races after the races that you know can't be talked about. Right? So, right. Who knows? Who who knows who Wendy is? But it definitely it, it made A Ray kind of take a step back when when Wendy's name. Yeah, came he out. didn't
3: want to talk about it, and I didn't like that. So A Ray, you're gonna have to come clean at some point. Uh, I think I'm you gonna, should text him. I did. He said, he said embargo. He said, he wouldn't tell me hashtag.
1: Who's
3: oh, windy. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag who's windy. I like it. We might have to start that. All right, I'm going to ask both of you this question that Steve asked during the tweets. Uh, actually it was a tweet. I guess it wasn't Steve, but, um, does Eli overall in the last three rounds, Matha said, no. A Ray said, Hangtown. Randy said, iron man triple. Does Eli get an overall?
1: I don't think so. And I, you and I did a preview show a while back, and I think I even said on that preview show, I didn't see him getting one overall.
3: Oh, I do remember you saying that. That was, yeah, I was very surprised by that. So, wow, you're looking pretty smart. You're, you're looking like uh, a fortune teller.
1: Oh, out of DB's book. old Blair, you know, i got to make sure people know he's right.
3: Yeah, yeah. What about you, uh, Kirk? Does he get an overall?
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with triple. I, I
7: Just right now, I don't see it. I, I hate to say it but I, I don't see it in him. You know what I mean? I don't just doesn't look like the charge is there or the or the want is there. So yeah. um I would have to say I I don't think he's getting an overall this season.
3: Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say he does at the final round. So I got
1: 20 bucks. I got 20 bucks dark Sun says he won't get an overall this year.
3: Man, I'm not that damn confident. I was just trying Man, to make the that's... show interesting. <laughs> Yeah, you better watch it, Triple. Jeez. I I mean, I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to make it interesting. We like having fun on the show. Yeah, yeah. Man, 25. Okay, couple, uh, couple more things before we wrap this thing up. Uh, There was a another rant on brands like WPS Fly Racing, goggles, whatever brands taking themselves too serious. And then six years later, as a rep is at another company, both of you guys work for brands. It's very feasible that six years from now you could be working for the competition. Who knows? Um, I've heard this a lot. Like I I have sort of a local rep for X brand goggles here in East Texas, and like the first national I ever went to, I I actually I ran into Hedgie, who works for Oakley. And his rig was there. And I was like, Hey man, I put an brand goggle sticker on your, on your truck. I fe- felt like I needed it. And he did not think that was funny at all. I was like, like, dude, can we not all just be cool? Have you noticed that triple? Like, I mean, that's, uh, do you agree with the statement? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, unfortunately Randy nailed it on the head. It's, it's very popular in our sport to where people just eat, breathe the bread. And you know, some people will say, well, then you're not passionate about the bread. It's like, it's not like that. It's not, one of those things to where, like, you know, Kirk gives me shit all the time because I'll post an another oil company. But I know he's just having fun with it. He just likes that fun. But it's one of those things where Randy used the expression that's most popular in our, in our industry. We're not curing cancer here. Yeah. We're, we're selling dirt bike parts. We're having fun. So, yes, you, you have to be loyal to a brand. And, you know, it's one of those things where I've been guilty of it. I was at Washougal, and I unfortunately had another logo on a shirt that I was wearing, and it, I got a lot of shit for it. But it was one of those things where I wasn't. At working at the time, you know what I mean? I was at a, at an event helping another rider that works for another brand. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, it happens. Um, and you, and you don't ever want to, don't ever want to do it. Um, but yeah, I just, I I think it's one of those things where we just got to have fun and, and be very fortunate of the industry we work in because we're selling fun. And I'm, I'm really happy to be in this industry. and I know Kirk is too. Yeah. Can't
3: we all just get along Kirk? What about you, man? You, you experience anything like that?
1: Oh, absolutely,
7: man. So, I mean, I I could go like multiple ways with this thing. Uh I think the the big thing is that it, it, in in sales like our number one thing is, man, you you never down talk your com- your competitors. Like it's it literally sales 101, you go out and you sell your brand. That's, so that's that's the big one, but um I do think some guys take it overboard uh, a lot. Um, But the grand scheme of things, man, is this industry is tiny. Yes. Uh, You might need a job at the competitor down the road. You, you might want out, you might want to move across the country. I mean, you just never, ever know. Um, But also like I have lived, breathed, slept and bled firepower for uh, the last four years. And so I understand being invested and I can appreciate being, Fully invested in your brand and, and and doing that portion of it. So, um, but I do think there's some personalities that go too far and get pissed off. I mean, people have done things, triple's totally right. I give them crap all the time um, about a different you know a competitor's oil. Yeah, uh, and so it, it goes back and forth. And for the most part, for me, it's it's always banter, and um, I I think that's a lot of fun in the industry. Uh, it's kind of like. Yeah. The guys o- online talking crap or whatever on the YouTube thing. Um, you know, people get all pissed off. This is the motorcycle industry, man. We sell fun. Yep. Uh, m- most of us are all in this because we want to be not because we're getting rich. Uh, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Some, yeah, some people do just take it too far though.
3: Yeah. Uh, Parabinos is a really good example of how to do it. Pro taper for years. Oh, yeah. Always very sure. respectful of Renthal. Now he's at Renthal. Still very respectful of Pro Taper. Um Charles Castle's another one that um even though I support X brand, he has always been so cool to me, so friendly, says very good things about Rich. Um, you know, so yeah, there's those guys that do, do that do a good job, but I have seen those guys you know, you hear the stories of um certain you've heard goggle stories certainly from steve of other guys being assholes and just ridiculous and it doesn't make any sense but yeah i agree with you guys just man it's we should all like you can be a dick to somebody if they're an asshole to you but like don't be a dick to somebody or another company just because they're another company like it's it's so silly
1: yeah
3: i'll get well you don't want to you don't want to yeah and you don't want to burn any bridges in this
1: industry you know we that's the biggest thing you'll ever, if you ever, you know, a lot of people always ask myself or they'll ask, you know, Steve or whoever's on the show, like, how do I get in the industry? The biggest thing is don't ever burn a bridge. Yeah. Like that, very true. Yeah. That's the biggest thing.
3: Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That when you, as soon as you said that, I started thinking about some other podcasts who started around the same time we did. And, you know, like, I'm still able to go to, I get credentials and I can do press conferences and some shows don't. And those shows are like, well, I don't understand why we can't, but yeah, if you burn bridges with the powers that be and such a small, small uh, business, you know, community, yeah, you get, yep. you kind of get uh, exiled eventually. I mean, that's just the way it is. And it you may not agree with it, but yeah, it can happen very easily. Uh, okay. A couple more pieces of audio, a couple more topics. Uh, let's go to this one first. We had a really a pretty interesting caller, Tommy. This guy Tommy called in. And, uh, you know, he was getting into a story about uh, tires, asking some questions. Let's listen to it. Uh, it was it was pretty classic. I think this is going to stick around a while.
0: Uh, from Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, what's up? What's your question for Randy Richardson?
4: Oh, man, thanks for letting me be on the show. Not so much a huge fan of the show, but a huge fan of Randy. Oh, Randy's boy. always been the OG Michelin guy when you guys are doing that R&D for that mud tire, did you guys like go to somebody like say a a Mike Wiesner or a Matt Walker back when they won
0: at that, uh, in oh, In yeah, high yeah. point, I yeah. think it it's was. Crazy, oh, that's that's you know? odd, yeah. It's a yeah. funny So question. did you have somebody
4: mm-hmm. who was a really good rider and a really <laughs> good mechanic like that to help you with the R D yeah. for a good mud tire? Man, yeah. I just want to know what that is. Yeah, oddly, a great question. And uh, and mud's the most challenging conditions uh, oftentimes, right? And it levels the playing field and and lets a rider with amazing skills really rise to the top.
0: I feel like a test just, mechanic really despite,
4: a lot. Well, despite the mechanic ability. A
0: uh, mud race is a true test of mechanic skills. And I think I, more I think more day. of the rider. Oh, you do? I think more of the okay, rider, Okay, well, yeah. I think making a bike last for two motos is, is really good. And how would
5: have gone by a K. Smith? Oh, Man. look at there. <laughs>
0: look at there, calling in the
5: show.
4: What's up, wow. K. Smith?
0: How are you? I did not recognize you. did a good job. <laughs> Kelly's win, I put that 70% on me. Really? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean,
0: the bike's got to last.
4: And, and we do know that you're not good at math, so, Right, yes.
3: right, right, yeah. right. Triple, that was so good that he, like, he just didn't know. He'd never caught on until he said who it was. That was great.
1: I'm not going to lie. And I feel so bad about this. But when he, the first couple of seconds of that segment, I was like, Oh my God, here we go. Another caller. I just could not get to his point.
3: Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: And then boom, it's Kelly Smith. I was like, Oh shit!" Yeah. I felt bad. Yeah. When Randy yeah, started uh, saying, is
3: there another name you went by? I was like, Oh, Randy set this up. I didn't know it was Kelly either, but I knew that Randy had set it up. It was pretty obvious at that point. And I was like, oh, where's the punchline? Where's this going?
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know if that was set up or not or or how that all went down. But yeah, it just went, the first couple seconds, I was like, dude, another caller. Like, come on. <laughs> and I think I even texted you. I was like, dude, I hate callers. I hate yeah, callers. you did.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. See, like, I don't know if you remember when I was in studio, I think Randy took a page out of my playbook. I had a special caller call in too. Damon Bradshaw, thank you very oh. much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was good, but I but we uh anyway, I thought that was cool. That was really funny. I liked it. Kelly was like, yeah. "I don't really like I'm not a fan of your show, but I'm a fan of Randy's." <laughs> uh, okay, Kirk, how about this, man? Uh Weech coined danger zone for Dylan. Uh, uh, Randy has a, a, a feeling on this that I don't know if I agree with.
4: When Roxon was leading there and Dylan's closing in, do you think Roxon started thinking about Jason Wygant's comment that he was thinking he's in the danger zone now, the Dylan danger zone? I you hope so, too. I, I hope so, oh, too. Because so uh, that would annoy me enough to the point yeah. that whole phrase yeah, yeah. is so annoying. I wouldn't be able to ride to my potential. <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. Kirk, are you as annoyed by <laughs> danger zone as Steve and Randy? <laughs> i'm definitely not as annoyed by any means uh and
7: i would definitely say that that was never even in the ballpark of a thought of kenny <laughs>
3: <laughs> right yeah no i don't think so either but i love i love that literally people are starting to show up with signs and like jt and steve and randy don't like it like i i'm just like keep pushing it weeds keep pushing the buttons yeah,
1: yeah when, he, all, when, all when we when we get something going, it, it's hard to get him off, off pace, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, we're going to have to deal with this for a little while. Man. And it would be so great if it just sticks around just because it annoys those other guys. So, um, okay, let me see. here. I got a couple and, more. And honestly, it,
7: it probably will, right? It's almost yeah. like JT and Steve. Yeah going back and forth, it, it'll stick around just because it annoys Steve.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I want to touch on Steve's middle-class house that's only 200 square feet more than the old house. Man, I, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been to this place yet. I feel like Steve's getting a little bit frustrated with it because he kind of made some comments like it's getting a little ridiculous. But all I saw was the picture of the pool that, that Kiefer posted a couple weeks ago and a picture, I think, of the kitchen maybe or inside the house that looked quite lavish. And that's when I saw that, I was like, wow. So maybe it isn't that much bigger than the old house, but the place looks pretty badass. Um, So I I hope that also keeps going because Steve's getting annoyed by it. Uh, So that's good. I want to touch any J-Law stories. Any of the J-Law stories uh, stand out triple because Steve told one. There's a couple of them. J-Law was just a pain in the ass. The old J Law.
1: Yeah, someone thinks that was him that called in. Really? Yeah, like the guy that's supposedly Ben or whatever. I'm yeah. Looking at the Discord, Discord Nation, and okay. they, they're thinking that someone said they think that
3: they think it's J Law. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Um,
7: I, I like don't know that he's going to take
3: time to do that. I don't. I don't buy it. Like one one guy commented
1: said that, that was J Law that called in and then another guy commented, "Are you asking or are you telling?" And he's like, "I'm asking if it was that was him." And then they're like, "Well, I have no clue, but yeah, that's that's what's going on in Discord right now. Is people are asking because um, somebody posted on Twitter and said Ben Ben sounds an awful like J Law, and then Ben air quotes without any hesitation literally remembers the one and only interview you ever did." With uh, Pulp in 2010, and Steel City, it's a little suspicious.
3: Man, I'll have to go back and listen, but I don't think there's a chance that J Law took any time to call in and fuck with Steve. I don't buy it. No way. He's, I, he's been I, posting I a lot about a
1: about promoting. Huh. I think it's a stretch too. But if J Law's Instagram, if you go look at J Law's Instagram, like he's been doing a lot of promoting lately.
3: Okay, Uh-oh. so. It's an interesting thought. I'll go back and do some research. I don't know. I, so
1: Yeah, I have no idea. But, yeah, J-Law, I mean, I've heard stories to where he was banging on the doghouse uh, when him and Dougie were going to the championship. And like, he was, like, banging on the thing and just talking so yes, much shit yes, to yes. Ryan on the line. Yep. I mean, if he came back, it would be incredible. And, th- and the other thing that Steve and um, Randy and all of them didn't talk about this weekend is... AMA had uh, Nico Izzy listed as uh, racing this weekend, but they didn't have the new guy's name updated. So everybody thought Izzy was racing at Bud Creek.
3: That was a hot topic on the review show on Sunday. They talked about that quite a bit.
1: Okay, I didn't didn't listen to that. My apologies.
3: And speaking of that, when Steve posted about the review show Sunday, he said, The wrap-up show is up or something like that. No, no. The wrap-up show hasn't been done yet. You did the review show. Steve, you're going to have to get the titles of your shows figured out. This is the wrap-up show. Uh, (laughs) Last thing, Steve did say that I was doing a good job, Uh, so I I have that forever. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, Okay. We're about to wrap this thing up completely. I want to say that uh, next week on the wrap-up show, I've got Jeb who sent in the future headlines that we've heard the last few weeks. Jeb's doing a pretty good job getting those things in. He reached out, asked if he could come on the wrap-up show, so he's going to be another first-timer next week, and I'm going to have Nick McCampbell from MCR. Uh, he, you know, He's one of the mechanics over there. He's going to come in. He will not tell me who else is on the t- team besides Justin Brayton, uh, so that's another shutdown I got. A-Ray shut me down on Wendy. Nick McCampbell shut me down on who's on the team, but those guys will be on the wrap up show next week for the show with Daniel Blair in studio. Uh, before I let you go triple, anything else you want to touch on?
0: No,
1: that's pretty much it. It's uh, it's been fun and I appreciate you always making time for us to do this. It, like I told Steve, at the wrap up show is really cool because it allows guys like me who probably will never be on the pulp show to, to kind of still be a part of the pulp production.
3: Yeah, man. Well,
1: so Thank I, you thank you to UNC for that.
3: Yeah, well, I appreciate you having time for me multiple times on this thing. Uh, Kirk, anything else you want to touch on? Any topics of the show or anything that you want to talk about?
7: Uh, no, man, not really. I, I, had, I had a good time. I'm glad we, again, finally got to make this happen, and uh, hopefully we can do it again. But, no, uh, just – everyone keep an eye out for some firepower parts go out and support us let's make it happen we're trying to make firepower up up top with the big boys
3: yeah do it man if the anybody that listens to this listens to pulp you guys know you got to go support the sponsors of pulpmex and you can do that by going to pulpmexshow.com clicking on the sponsor deals tabs uh there's links and discount codes and again i always tell you guys if you can't find a discount code Use the contact form or uh, contest at pulpmexshow.com. Send Steve an email, and if he can help you out, he will. He'll usually respond pretty quick. Uh, For this show, I want to thank Guts Racing, Michelin, Bicycle Tires, Motorsport.com, and Seal Savers. Uh, Other than that, uh, email me, darkside at pulpmex.com, for questions, comments, thoughts, anything, whatever you want, man. You got criticisms? Send it out. I'll read it on the next one. But other than that, that is a wrap. Thanks, guys. We're out of here. Thanks, DarkSide.
7: Thanks,
1: DarkSide. All right, see ya. Why would you want to re-talk about The Pulse Show?
6: See